His Can wife is, she was Allison Stoke. If you remember, she had, she was the pole vaulter that had picture. <laughs> yeah. The picture that, the like, picture. That's his wife? derailed her pole vaulting. Broke the, yeah. broke the internet? And broke the internet. Yeah, that's his wife. Oh, yes. That's I didn't know that. I don't know. I'm actually quite concerned that you. That's incredible. Good for him. We are awesome dads, okay husbands, and terrible golfers. We dive into golf, fatherhood, and life. This is the Breakfast Balls Podcast. Nailed it. Welcome to episode 54 of the Breakfast Balls Podcast with your host, Mark Budden Chris Laporte. There he is. Gotta get the Chris Laporte. It's like, uh, it's like we're in the uh, EuroLeague. Yeah, they were doing that. They do that cheerleading. Yeah, for Arnie. That's why I did it. Mm. Arnold Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. But Appreciate that. You're not Arnold Palmer. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. No, you're not. No. Uh, not a legend. Not yet. Uh, you're not a legend, a, just not, not in the uh, same way he is. He is, a, he is a decent golfer. I have a legend. And he has a drink named after him. Let me know when you have your first drink name after you. Ooh, okay, that's true. That, that actually tastes good too. <laughs> I don't want something awful. Yeah, that's fair, man. Yeah. So speaking of the Arnie, our guy Bryson did it again. He uh, he put his big boy pants on. Potted his ass off. Th- that's where I was actually going to go. What yeah. I meant with his big boy pants. Yeah. He was on fire with his putter. What? The 40, what do you a 45 footer? Yeah. On, you know, on Sunday. And the putt he made on 18 was not an easy putt. No, that's like, <laughs> that's literally to win the tournament. I know. It's, it's a yeah. five footer. Yeah. It's a testy five footer. No, I'm, I'm not giving you that. I'm that's missing for that sure. all day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no chance I'm even hitting the, hitting the hole. But I'm missing that all day. Right after Lee Westwood buries one, he's got to go make his putt to win the tournament. Yeah. And he does. A lot of confidence. Yeah, he's good. I mean, he's playing well, man. There's, there's some stories coming out, too, like how nice of a guy he is, too. So for as much as I yeah, – I guess we've – Seems him a like a nice bit. guy. Seems like he's a good guy on tour. Yeah, I mean, he still can be he's a good, turd. But good to yeah, he's, I mean, like, he's a like nice guy. Early on, it was a whole one. He was asking for relief. He got, he got it. Uh, you know, he did. He got it. Well, I mean, so what's people are saying? Like, only Bryson and Reed do that. Like, why wouldn't you do that? What's the worst they're gonna say? No, that's let's separate that. So, asking for relief and taking relief on your own, right, is a big difference. No, but... every player on tour asks for relief. Yeah, it's Reed just takes things into his own hands sometimes. It's a big difference. Sure, but I've also it's the point being like, who does it the most? In any circumstances, Reed and DeChambeau. Sure. And I I don't have an issue with someone asking for relief. That's what those the rules officials are for. Ask them for relief. They say no. All right. They say no. Go, yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, fuck off. All right. I'm going to do, do it anyway. I'm just going to take my yeah. own relief. I mean, I, I think he would have been fine either way <laughs> if he didn't get relief on that. But, know. He's fine. He yeah. was mashing golf balls. Yeah. He went for it on six. And for the 370. 370 on Saturday, three something, 350 on Sunday. Yeah, it's cool. That was cool. That's now they cool. got a they got a build new tee box. And he can see, <laughs> he can see it on both ends. Yeah. Right? he can do both. Yeah. Right? He can hit the ball really far, but 
arguably the best putter on tour right now. Yeah. Well, and someone that can hit the ball almost as far, and Rory tried it and failed twice. Twice. <laughs> twice. Tin cupped it. I, I got to imagine they're, they've at least had a discussion of how do we lengthen the hole or how do we make it a little more difficult. Yeah, it's not as hard of a hole anymore because a lot of guys can still only be 200 out on a par five. A little more challenging whether they, I don't know, put in some ginormous trees to stop them from trying to cut the corner. Yeah. Or they try to just length, just yeah, purely length. Five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Purely yeah. length in the hole. Yeah. But yeah, it's still cool. I don't know. It's. It's how it's golf still, evolves. So. It's still an incredibly difficult course. Yeah, you saw the numbers on Sunday. No it's one, you know, very course. few people were putting up big numbers. Winner. Yeah. Ended up winning. Very few people were putting up numbers. The wind was playing a factor into that too, I think. But sure. it was a windy, gusty day. Sure. Um, they did not cut the rough all week. We just made it a tough course. It, I, I read more than it normally is. I read something <laughs> interesting too about another advantage Bryson had this week was given the weather conditions to the wind mm -hmm. that him being able to hit his higher lofted club so far into the par threes was a huge advantage right if he's mm -hmm. hitting his eight iron 200 plus yards yeah. where that's probably a six for a lot of guys on tour mm -hmm. he's hitting that higher lofted club into the par three he's got a lot a much bigger advantage he had a very good scoring average on the par three yeah. you're absolutely that's, right that's my point yeah, yeah. And he won. He's got to be now a favorite going into the players this week. And I don't know, it's still got to be a favorite going into the Masters later the next yeah. month. Yeah. I mean, you can win I'm, tournaments like I'm that. I'm very so. interested to see how he changes his approach at Augusta this year compared to in, in November. If, yeah. he, if he does it all. I, I got to imagine he, he's, he's a very smart individual. And I got to imagine he's going to take a lot away from what he did. Well, he's okay. still the mad scientist. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he's recalculating some more you want. But anyway, he's got the players this week. They all got the players this week, right? Yeah. Brooks just... He's not playing. He just backed out. Something with his knee again. Matt Wolf isn't playing. Wolf's been out for a couple weeks now. He he's, got hurt at the Genesis Open. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. did R some wrist, I think, maybe? Hand? Yeah. I don't, I don't recall. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't recall. Something to do with his takeaway, probably. Mm, well, beautiful <laughs> takeaway. Who is playing this week? Ricky, he's playing. He's won the players before. Yeah, he's won it. He's, he's not gonna, playing good golf. He's going to need to win it again yeah. if he wants to be playing in April at Augusta, yeah. I think. Or at least finish top 10. He's not playing good golf, so I don't have much faith that he's going to do that. Man, I don't, what is going on, man? I, I want to root for the guy, and I'm still going to root for him. I shouldn't say that. I'm going to root for him. Mm -hmm. He's an awesome guy. Yeah. Seems like everyone likes him. He's got good commercial life. Commercials. He's got, he's, like, who's, got, who's got more commercials, him or Peyton? I think they're comparable. Um, I mean, Peyton was a commercial whore. Peyton was a commercial whore. I think Ricky has more endorsements, endorse or yeah. variety of endorsements. Where Peyton was more picky on his endorsement, he still did a hell of a lot of commercials. Like yeah, that. yeah, that's true. But yeah, I, I, Ricky is a I don't know, his game's struggling. I think I said it to you. I think he is he the new Jordan Speed, meaning where I don't know. If he's he can... a name. He 
he's probably not Jordan. Obviously, he hasn't he's won any majors. But I mean, Jordan's won four majors, right? Three majors. Just two. I I think three. It's two or three. It's not four. Yeah, whatever. He's won. He hasn't won the Grand Slam. <laughs> he's won two or three majors. Whatever it is, I'm not going to bug R and D right now. I don't have patience for that. I'm no. Not having a great day. Oh, okay. Sucks to be them. Yeah. But uh. Crack one. Woo. Me too. What are we drinking tonight, Marcus? Oh, Guinness. Yeah. Uh, it's March, so March is St. Patrick's Day month. Yeah. So we're gonna drink some Irish beer. It was Let's good. Go. Should Let's we go? go? Should we go Irish all month? I'm in on that. Should we go JMO next episode? <laughs> uh, Irish no. coffees. Uh, Irish coffees next episode. Uh, you know, maybe just a nice Irish whiskey. I don't know. That's fine. JMO, thank you. Not something I want to wear. Uh, Not something I want to sit, sit on. I shoot it on the golf course. <sighs> yeah. But anyway, this yeah, this episode's brought to you by Guinness. Not yeah, really. Guinness, if you're listening. Yeah, if you're listening, we'll take your sponsorship. Absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be monetary, just free Guinness. Uh, yeah, just like a six-pack. Maybe a six-pack a week? We do a six pack a week. A twelve pack. It, well, Dennis comes in four and eight, so let's go with an eight pack. Eight pack. Eight pack um, a week. Yeah. Got to know the brand, dude. Got to know the brand. I'm just saying they can provide us with twelve beers a week. Yeah, but that's inconvenient for them. They don't package them in a twelve. Eight four is twelve. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, good, they do. Good job, Mark. Yeah, they absolutely do. I'm just I'm a little worried about Ricky, man. I. He's won, what, three or four career tournaments? Players being one of them, obviously, I just don't see him playing well mm -hmm. going into this weekend. Yeah, I don't know how you well just turn to, it around. He finished, I think he finished okay in the Genesis, maybe top 25 in the Genesis Open. But that that was it. He's missed the cut. He, he fucking put on nine strokes in two rounds on at Barney. Like, he has not been playing good golf. No, he's just that simple. He's just not playing good golf. Yeah. That's why I have zero faith. He's just going to turn it around. And... You can't even compare him to Jordan Spieth because Jordan Spieth is so much younger. And he was yeah, Spieth, so much younger. 26. Isn't Spieth 26 years old? What's Ricky? 32, 33. All right. Now we got to get R&D involved. Now I feel like there's a discrepancy. I think they're very close. I think they're very close in age. I don't think so, man. I think so. I think they're very. I don't think there's a a six year gap in their age. All right. Ricky's thirty two. Like I said, thirty two, thirty three. I'm just saying Jordan's had a much better career. So maybe there is a six year gap. I could be wrong. Again, Jordan is twenty seven. Five year gap. See, I told you there was not a six year age. <laughs> But there is a bigger gap. There is it's five years. Okay. There is, and there's a big difference in level of play. I don't think you compare them from, no, from a There's no majors level. in Ricky's bucket. No. And now he's on the wrong side of thirty. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much that matters for golf like it does for other sports. I'm sure it does a little bit. But well, he had that stretch where he was top five. He, he had a really like awesome five stretch. consecutive majors and really awesome stretch of golf. And, and now Maybe it's just not important to him anymore. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just you think marriage got to him? I don't want to go there. I was thinking it. Yeah. You said it. I was thinking it. You know, 
the, the sad part is for me is I love seeing him compete in the team events. And we might not ever see that again. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I would love to be able to drive to Whistling this year and see him play at the Ryder Cup. I just don't know. How, there's, unless he starts putting together good golf, there's no way they're going to no. – they would never pick him, not no. even as an alternate. No. Or as a, a, captain's um, a captain's pick. No. They may, I don't know. Sometimes uh, he's pretty young still. They, sometimes they do it. Like they'll invite him as a, a vice captain, like they do. But he's not that old, so yeah. I can't see them doing that. Even no, I know. I just it's kind of almost disrespectful for someone that young to do that. So like a slap on the face. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you suck, yeah, but you. you can come watch us play golf. I hear you. Wait, sure Tiger, Tiger played as a captain player at Presidents Cup, right? Yeah, Tiger's a. Obviously. No, I'm just saying yeah. like, you can do that, but that's, yeah, yeah, Ricky's yeah. not nearly at that level. But yeah, you can be a captain and play for yeah. Christ's sake. Or no, not um, captain, but he was no, he was a coach, wasn't yeah, he? A coach he was player? the head of the I don't know what they called in um, the Presidents Cup, but he yeah. was the captain. Yeah, and he played. And he yeah. went three and zero. So yeah, this is Stricker's turn. This is Stricker's year, and I think he likes Ricky. I just he can't pick Ricky. The thing, the thing about the European group though, with the Ryder Cup, what they've done. There's even if someone's having a bad year, they try to keep a lot of the same guys together. For obviously, there's guys you have to pick based on how they're like guys that automatically make it based on their ranking. But then the captains' picks, if yeah. they're not in the top ten, they're usually the guys that have been either have been there before, been there before or, or playing really well with, with the other guys. The That's exactly what it is. It's captains' pick that yeah. you think will fit well with the team. And, and Ricky is one of those guys where I, you can make the argument like he—they're all friends. Like they, and like they. Play, I'm not making yeah. the case for him, but I'm saying like I could see if he's playing well the next we couple don't months. Playing. You can make the argument that he should be a captain's yeah. pick. They won't do it just, just because he's got to be playing good golf. They, they just, Steve Stricker knows that he can't just bring someone that's not playing good golf no, just sure. because he's been for there sure. before. For sure. It's yeah, just an easy out. Yeah, um, that's fine. But I just I want to see him playing well. I just don't see him. I don't see him getting there. I man. think he's. It's. I don't know. I don't know if he's got to take some time off, but he's not in a good spot. No. And it could be because of marriage. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking destroy you. It just yeah. His Can wife is. She was Allison Stoke. If you remember, she had, she was the pole vaulter that had picture, oh, yeah. the picture that the like, picture. that's his wife, derailed her pole vaulting, broke the, yeah, broke the internet, and broke the internet, yeah, that's his wife. No, yes, I don't his... know that. I don't know. I'm actually quite concerned that you. That's incredible. Yeah. Good for him. Who do you like? So we're on the players. Who do you like for the players this week? So reminder, let's uh, just remind our our, our audience, our fans, mm -hmm. the BBP fam. We're picking winners based on the pool that we're in, the season-long pool where we can't use a player more than once. And then long shot, top 10. Long shot, we were talking about it. We talked about it last week too, but defining it as 51 odds to win or 5,000 5, plus 5,000. So anything greater than that, we'll consider a long shot to sneak into the top 10. Yeah, I, I want to do my top 10 first. Okay. And then I'm going to turn it over to you for your top 10. Okay. Um, I'm going to take Cam Smith as my uh, player to make the top 10. 
I don't have a good reason why. Okay. Other than he's been playing good golf. <laughs> How about that? He's been playing pretty good golf. And that's about, that's all, that's pretty much all I'm going off of right now. He's been playing some pretty good golf. He played good at the WGC, played good at the Genesis. I don't know that he was in the field at the Arnie. If he was, he didn't play well. So we're just going to take that out of consideration. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I'm going to go with him either way um, for my top 10 pick. And if you guys didn't notice, I did very poorly last week. Yeah, why don't you tell what happened? Why don't you tell the audience what happened last week? Uh, if you used Mark's betting card? I'm sorry if you did. I picked Patrick Reed to win. He got caught. Picked Mark Leishman, the Aussie, <laughs> or the South African. Might have been better if he was South African. Just picked the Mark Leishman off the streets from South Africa. <laughs> I picked him as my top 10 pick, and he got cut. So... Okay. I'm glad. I'm hopefully you did not use that at all. Okay. Really, the odds are with you this week to go with me and go with Cam Smith. I, yeah, I think it's a good pick, Mark. I I told you I'm going to turn it over to you first. Oh, okay. I, I want to do the top tens. And yeah. Then, and then so if you used my betting card, at least bet the top ten. Rory was in it till Sunday. I wanted to get Rory out of the way, but Max Homa and Will. Torres. 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 Both finished top 10. Not even tied for top 10, but you still get paid. Yeah, they, they both did finished it. top 10. You're going to pick like six top 10s this week? Just no, no, so you can I see just, how you, how many. I just wanted, I wanted to give them options. Oh, okay. And I wanted yeah. to instill confidence early. Like, yeah, you usually know, you tell like your podcast partner that you're going to go off script and pick more than one person. I didn't need to. It was yeah. kind of. It was just in the moment. I'm going to pick in the seventy-two people to finish in the top ten. <laughs> pick all. I bet you I get at least one. <laughs> I going two for two, Mark. I just it was in the moment, and I was like, I was having a hard time because they were both. I think they were both really good picks, and it turned out. Turns out that's why you're right. They were. You're right. You just had that feeling. You knew it was going to happen. It's a gut feeling. So I'm having the same kind of emotions oh, for my God, top ten right now, but I'm only going to pick one. No, pick 30. I don't care. <laughs> 30. Yeah, do what you got to do. I'm going with... Uh, pick every player my, you think is going to make the cut. My top 10 is going to be Abraham Answer. I like him. In the top 10. So okay. he's... Right now, he's... Uh, he's in FanDuel. So what does FanDuel say? He's plus... Plus 8,000. He's 80 to, win. To, 80 to 1 to win. Yeah. So he's a long shot for a top 10 sure. for sure. So I like Abe's, Abraham. Yeah. I like Abe's. He's been playing some good golf lately. All right, I'm I'm ready when you are for who's going to win. All right, you pick your winner. I'm going to pick who you picked last week to win. I'm going to go with Rory. Okay. As shitty as he finished last week, I do think he's playing good golf. I think he plays well at the players, too. I'm going to pick Rory this week. And, again, I'm trying to – I want to get him out of the way, similar to what your concept know, was, man. get him out of the way for the majors. He just doesn't win. He doesn't uh, win. Well, that's not necessarily true. He's won majors, so. No, I know, but – Recently, what what have you done? What have you done yeah. for me lately? But I think he's going to throw in the players this week, and that'd be great. Maybe a hole one out on seventeen <laughs> on Sunday or something crazy. Oh, no. That would be fun, but I don't think it's going to happen. But anyway, yeah. I'm going with Rory this week using a name. Okay, I think he was. I don't, I don't mind it. So on DraftKings, he's plus twelve hundred to win. I don't know what on FanDuel, but yeah. I think he's he is on FanDuel plus sixteen hundred. Okay, no, sixteen to one. Well, I'm gonna bet it on FanDuel then. <laughs> <It's> the bet. <laughs> so 
I, I was talking last week, I think, about what I what I was going to save this guy for. And I was going to save him for the Masters. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking to myself, I'm like, everyone in our pool might is probably going to pick DJ for the Masters. Well, it's not a bad pick, yeah. It's not a bad pick. And I think my strategy is going to be a little different. So are you saying you're going to pick I'm going to pick DJ okay. to win the players. Okay. Yeah. I'm taking DJ early. I think he's going to be a popular pick for all the majors. So I'm sure. going a little unconventional. Going to go against the grain. Mm-hmm. Try to get him. Try to get the good payday at the players for him. I think I'm thinking with this pool, you got to maybe take some guys that aren't necessarily favorites well, to win the. It's majors. a couple of things. So it depends how you start. And yeah. so, just as a reminder, the pool we're in, you got you can pick one player per tournament. And you can only use them once. Yeah. You get if if you're starting off. If you're off to a good start and you've won a tournament early, you know, it gives you the opportunity to do some of these things like that. Or otherwise, like I want to do. Yeah. Otherwise, if you're always chasing, you just need wins, you right? Win. You got to get a winner. Yeah. So if you're chasing, you got to go with favorites in the big tournaments because that's where the money is, right? Sure. But if you've already got a win under your belt or some top, quite a big top tens, you can be creative and do that type of thing. And then creativity. Creativity. So I'm sitting in seventh. And you're going to be creative. I'm picking DJ this week. I don't think a lot of people are going to pick DJ this week. I think a lot of people are saving him for the Masters. I think they'll save him for. Or a major. The three U.S. majors, for sure. Yeah. I don't. This is supposedly the uh, quote unquote fifth major of the year, but I don't think it's a. Obviously, whenever you pick DJ, it's a. He doesn't miss many cuts, so. Yeah, no, he's, he's good. He's good. <laughs> he's usually in contention. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did he play at the oh, Arnie? He didn't mm-hmm. play, did he? Three no one. Paulina wouldn't let him. I don't know. I know her grandpa. Grandpa died, but that happened. Oh God, that they just—I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe he didn't want to play. Maybe it's just the one he knows he takes off. I don't know. I don't know why he didn't play the army. That's Maybe, a good question. I, I don't know. I think these guys going into every... I feel like a lot of guys want to play the army. Though. I don't disagree. I think they go into every year knowing which tournaments they're going to play. Yeah. Especially the big guys. They know what weeks they want to take off for, for no, whatever but, uh, reason. But Gretzky's dad died. I don't know if it happened over the weekend. Or happened prior in the, the services were this week. Okay, I don't remember him being in the field and then taking must, himself out of the field. It must have happened prior to that. Yeah. Right? Again, not everyone played this week. Yeah. I don't think Rom played. No, that's true. Yeah. Not all the big names play every tournament. So yeah. it's just. Well, that's true. <clears throat> depending on how these guys look at the whole schedule. Yeah. And decide how they want to structure their weeks off leading in to majors. I think everyone looks at the majors. They want to be peaking going into the majors. I do think the players has some value outside of the majors. Like I said, it's the fifth, quote-unquote, fifth major. So I think yeah, it's a tough course. And it's a tough course. I think these guys want to play it. Again, I just don't think they can play every – the big guys just don't play every week. Just, yeah. They just don't. No, it's fair. Whereas some of the mid to lower guys do just so they can, they got to keep their tour card. They want to make as much money as they can. Yeah, FedEx goes, yeah. you know. Yeah, DJ's no threat of losing his tour card. Money and, <laughs> and tour money card is, is not an issue. Not 
is concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Just not. <laughs> he's got that covered. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be okay. <laughs> I think he's gonna be okay. Yeah. If he doesn't make it in golf, at least is falling in love. I don't think they're married, but I don't know. Either way, his is what would you call that if they're not married? Partner, life partner, partner in laws. You know, oh, he, I mean, Mr. Gretzky. Mr. Gretzky could loan some money if needed, probably. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think he did all right for himself yeah. in his professional career. He yeah. was a hockey player. Yeah, you think someone like him, like. Fuck, if I play 20 years later, I could be a cajillionaire. Yeah, I'm sure that <laughs> registers. I think he was an owner of the Coyotes for a while. Yeah, I think you're right there. I don't know if he still has any ownership. I don't think he's the majority owner anymore. He was at one point. We're just passing out beers, ladies. Yep. It's like hitting a flush shot. Coyotes, he was the he was an owner, the majority owner at one point. <laughs> Hockey doesn't start till the Phoenix Coyotes. Yeah, it's hockey doesn't start till April. Good thing this isn't a hockey podcast. No, hockey's dead to me till April. I don't, I don't care about the Coyotes or Winnipeg, the Illinois Blackhawks, the Winnipeg Jets, the, the Quebec Nordiques, Hartford Whalers. I don't care. Um. Phoenix Coyotes, huh? Yeah, when hockey rolls around, then we 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 get into it. That's about it. Otherwise, I don't care about the Phoenix playoff, Coyotes. Yeah, playoff hockey is good. some of the best sports there is. Yeah. All right. So a couple weeks ago, I was rightfully so shamed oh, yeah. into getting lessons. Yeah, yeah, we're mm-hmm. doing this. I had, I went, I did it. I went and did a lesson. I had my first lesson last week. With TJ? With uh, TJ, who's been on before, who's also your uh, instructor. Golf coach, life coach, 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 mentor. No one will sign up to be your life coach. Not. (laughs) No, there's just no one. After like sitting with you for five minutes, no one's signing up to be your life coach. Jesus. I I don't think it's a bad thing. Like usually you gotta know like pretty quick, right? Pretty your first impression. Anyway, I had my lesson. I got a lot of work to do. We're going through some pretty major changes here. We're gonna do we're gonna do a whole <laughs> we're gonna do it slow. No, we're just gonna do a whole swing remake. So I don't know how you know what's gonna happen, but it's gonna we're gonna redo it. We're just gonna start from scratch. We're gonna start over. You've got. How many years of probably really bad habits built up? Yeah, I've got, I'm 36, so I've probably been playing since 13-ish, so you do the math. Yeah, 23 years. <laughs> of bad habits. Yeah, he's going to try to break me of all of them. It's going to be ugly at so first. What, what, so, I I, I kind of know the drill, because I went through yeah. it, but walk through your first lesson, what your expectations were, how different from when you went in, and what was the first couple things you guys did and what's TJ got you working on right now? Yeah, leading into it, we had a like a, a phone interview, if you will, right okay. off the bat, just walking through what I think I need help on. 
When was it called? <laughs> yeah. We tried to keep it to a half hour, but we got to do a lot of deep issues. Anyway, so, you know, just basic stuff. How long have you been playing? What are some of your strengths, weaknesses? What do you do in this situation? Like, when you miss, where do you miss? Those type of questions. Pull hook. Put, Snapdragon. Snapdragons, pull hooks, fat shots, all those good things. Awful putter. All the, all the fun stuff. He's like, what are you actually good at? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Does drinking count? So I think what I said was I'm good at scrambling. That's just what I'm good answer. at. You are really that's good at all scrambling. I'm, that's all I'm good at. It's just that's what I've had to do to yeah, score well. You're a good scramble golfer. Um, you score well doing that. So I was, I don't know, I'm going to this, I, like I said, I never had a lesson, never done anything. Never. Never. Never in 23 years. Never. Even playing golf, but even playing high school golf. On your high school team, never had a lesson. Nothing. Zero. Like nothing. I think the best, closest thing to a lesson was when we went to the golf expo in in Rosemont. You go hit balls and you get five minutes with an instructor and they'll ask you a question. I was like, Hey, what do you want to work on? I'm like, I need to get better. And they're like, Oh, okay. It's like great. Try standing like this. And like that and then he just walks by. So anyway, long story short, I had my first lesson with TJ. Last week. We need to address that golf expo at some point. Yeah, that was really bad. I hope that never comes back. Except for what we did after when we went to the Gibsons and then oh, yeah. uh, to the casino. Anyway, had my first lesson with TJ, not knowing what to expect. Walk in. He walks me through what to expect. Here's where you hit the ball. Yeah. Here's the TVs. Here's the cameras. And just says, just start warming up, hit some balls, get loose. At that time, he's obviously watching, hitting golf, watch me hit golf balls. The video is doing its Watching, thing. Judging, look at the baby. Yeah, the baby. judging, like, God, what, what, your handicaps, what? Looking at my swing. But then, yeah, it just let me hit, took video, and then went in through some of the basics with me. You Stick know. to the basics. Here's. Here, here's your swing. Let's break it down right here. Here's what your swing looks like right now. Put it side by side with a professional golfer. And Ooh, who, who you pick? He picked for me Tony Finau off Ooh, the bat. Tony. I'm yeah, a Tony. Just because of my height. I think it was height. There's not a lot of golf. I did a lot of DJ with TJ. Yeah. Yeah. DJ is another tall golfer. Yeah. There's not a lot of tall golfers. Yeah, he shows me a lot of DJ. We looked at Finau and just where, where his hand placements are to start versus where mine were. <laughs> so I just some of the basic things, obviously, that we worked on just in a half. So we did that. Like the first 30 minutes was just like analysis of my current swing and yeah. how and, and what how professionals hit a golf ball versus how I hit a golf ball. Sure. The latter half hour was more instructional into, okay, let's take from what you have, what professionals have and try to work, iron out some things we want to work on. First thing you looked at was my grip. And I had a very weak grip in terms of not like strength of holding the club, no, but weak in, in, in terms of placement. Yeah. So we completely flipped that into a strong grip. So for me, we didn't do a lot other than that. 
but that's actually a major change in what I'm used to. I'm been holding. So we were working on that as well as ball flight associated with a strong grip and a natural draw that comes with a strong grip. Sure. One of obviously my biggest problems, Chris has pointed this out several times, is my over-the-top swing. I had a very high arcing backswing with an over-the-top finish. So one of the things we worked on in conjunction with my grip is just a low, low and more reasonable takeaway. I guess if you will. You, you compromised? Yeah, we compromised. Not extremely high. We not extremely low. We met in the middle. It doesn't sound like much, but it's a lot. So it is, man. This in the grip alone and just the takeaway. It's been a struggle. It's been a week now, and it's been a struggle. It's, I, I don't know why. It's, I don't know why I expected anything different. Like I've been doing this for twenty some years. Yeah, man. And just to try to like change one or two things, and I try to just hit perfect golf shots. I can't compare to what you're going through. Really, I can't. I know TJ. I know his. You know, I've known him for a long time. I know his. I understand his process now. I understand what I'm going through. And, mm -hmm. He breaks everything down very diligently. Every golfer starts at a different point, mm -hmm. but he knows where to start first. And obviously grip is probably the most important thing. But for you, you've been doing it a lot longer than I have. And yeah. you have a lot, probably a lot more habit that you have to break, like just the muscle memory yeah. you have to break than I had to, right? I, I don't know much about the swing. I don't have, I never really had a like a an ideal swing i just hey, I'm, I, I'm i'm hitting the ball good i'm not saying i do i'm hitting the, i'm hitting the ball good like this i'm gonna continue doing yeah. this right until right, it right. falls apart that's so why when i went into tj like i just oh okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do everything he says and i don't know if you remember like when i first went to him like it was shortly after like i went through this terrible horrendous hosel rocket spell mm. when i first uh, started so many TG. Videos, so i don't remember which one it was no i mean it was that that year or just oh god yeah oh yeah. god oh well, god is it the same year you just you literally walked, walked off, off the, the course, course one day yeah yeah. Where it's just, I can't do this. I can't play golf like this yeah i had to I finish a round of golf by myself i left after nine yeah and I was like, I can't just continue hitting balls. I shouldn't let 40, you live that down. 45 degree angles. Yeah. No, no. I think that was the right thing to do. I, uh, I think I, I saved you three hours and I got my mental state back. I think that was the right move. I think if you're hitting hosel rocket after hosel rocket, you got to walk off the golf course. That's just yeah, the right thing just, to do. You fix it. Don't. You do not fix your swing on the golf course. At that, at that at that point, your score doesn't matter, right? Because you've hosel rocketed the shit out of three the last three holes. Yeah, you no. fix it. No, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Yeah, because it's in your head. It's a mental thing. But anyways, that's when I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to get lessons. I'm going to CG, TJ. I'm going to commit to this. Mm -hmm. And he's so good at breaking down the swing in a way that you understand. I think there's, I think there's with golf coaches, and you'll probably come to find this with him. There's Golf coaches were like, they know the technique, mm. but they don't know how to explain it. Like yeah. they understand, oh, this is what you have to do. Where TJ is like, he'll explain it in a way, I don't know if metaphor is the right word, but it probably is. But he'll just tell you Analogy, like, yeah. analogies, metaphor, whatever mm -hmm. it is. He'll just tell you like, this is what I want you to do. 
and he just sees what your body does when you do it. Yeah. But he knows what he's looking for, and he doesn't say, "Oh, keep your right elbow tucked closer to your body. Keep your make sure your yeah, your, like, okay, yeah. yeah, your left wrist is strong enough." Right? No, that doesn't. I don't know what that means. How's that helping you? Like, right. one thing he always talked about with me, and I'm sure he's going to talk about with you, is like trying to hit the ball because we're he tries to apply baseball terminology for us because we're mm-hmm. baseball guys, like hitting the ball down the right field foul line yeah. on the right, you know, first base dugout, whatever yeah. it may be. Like, I was a pole hitter. Yeah, when I was a baseball player, too. That's no, I was like, no doubt about it. I can't do that. The way I hit the ball to right field is if Get off your hands. I was just late. Oh, <laughs> if the guy threw harder, I was just late. Then I hit it to right field, but that would be it. But no, he, one of the first things he, I think he saw me is we gotta just like the main thing is grip. Let's change your grip. Yeah, he literally goes, "Can I draw on your gl- on your glove?" What do you mean? He's like, literally grab my hand. <laughs> no, he just started like drawing dots two dots on my golf club like uh, for alignment only and this is where you were holding the right the i was ba- essentially holding the golf club wrong yeah in your, what do you think? In your palm yeah more. i was holding it like directly in the palm and he's no it needs to be on the essentially the the because your outside pad of your hand is where it should sit yeah that was it's just the grip alone obviously we didn't work on much other than grip and takeaway but just the grip alone has got me in shambles right now. I don't expect it. I didn't expect anything different. It's just a huge change. And right now I'm like, which is odd because like I've always had problems with the pull hooks. This is like just exacerbated the pull hooks because of the grip. Because you haven't worked on your and they haven't takeaway or right. anything yet. And we're playing tomorrow. And that was the hardest part for me was like, trying to apply these swing changes i'm also playing rounds of golf right like yeah i'm i'm incorporating these changes in my swing in my body movement in this muscle memory that i've had for x number of years mm-hmm. you know extremely wrong and now i'm going to play around like that i'm fully expecting tomorrow that i can easily shoot the hundreds yeah i don't think you will I just don't see that happening. I, what I see happening is, is after the first couple holes, and this would always happen to me, is I'd go back to what I knew mm. to just finish the round. Yeah. And I think that's what will happen to you. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right? Oh, he even said that because I told him yeah. when I was in there, I'm like, hey, just by the way, I'm pretty sure I'm playing twice next week now. Yeah. Because um, the weather looks good. He's like, ah, okay. Like at the end, he's like, yeah, maybe we should adjust some things if you're going to play. Because it just would be... It would be miserable. It would be miserable just because yeah. you're trying to right. try something brand new and you're not on the driving range, you're not in here hitting Correct. golf balls. You're going to be like playing Correct. where you'll, you know, golf's supposed to be fun. You don't want to just be completely miserable in yeah. something because you're trying to change something. Yeah. So no, definitely. it's going to be a journey. We're all going to just fucking live. Yeah. We're going to live, breathe, eat it, drink the it. The scary thing is if it works, it's going to be it's gonna be good. Like, I'm going to be good at golf. <laughs> it's essentially what he told me. If you actually listen to what I'm saying in practice, He's a salesman and, and we're talking about practice, if he wasn't he, good at what he did, he wouldn't have the job he, he did. wouldn't have a job if he told me i can take you from here to here and 
never was able to do that with anybody. That no, was terrible. Sure, sure. Look what you did. Look at that with me last year. I know. He took he took you five strokes. Yeah. But the Yeah. The thing that that I'm most worried about is I'm scared like that you're gonna become a really good golfer. But I'm also happy because then I'll get strokes back. <laughs> That's all you're thinking about is getting <laughs> strokes back. Uh it's gonna be a while. My handicap, my handicap is probably going to skyrocket. You're going to have to practice too, and that's well. That's, that's one of the things you like didn't do last about. year. You're going to have to and, practice. And he even he's so. How many times did you practice? I was like, I'm like honestly, I don't know that I did a lot you just because practice. you just play a lot. I go. I played like sixty plus rounds last year, where I'm where typically <laughs> I play like twenty five rounds. I go so every time like I had free time, I just went and played versus. Practice going and practice yeah. and we're talking about practice <laughs> it was just like yeah, i never practiced just because well my practice was just being out there so much yeah but at the same time i go i did drop my handicap four strokes they go with an awful golf swing did he ask you how well i think he's like and i oh he's just just by pure volume you were able to do it you're able to yeah I think uh, you and I talked about it before, but I think a lot of that, not a lot, but it helped that we only, you only count your top eight scores versus your top 10, right? Yes. That's, that's like a, probably a half stroke. I think we figured out it was probably only like a half stroke that makes yeah. a difference on. Huh? So the rest was just pure playing and Fine. being in a groove. Like if yeah. you're playing three, four <laughs> days a week, like you're going to find a groove. You're going to find some that's consistency. Yeah. yeah. Just, I was like. I don't know if I'm going to have that volume this year. I think so. I don't I, know that. I think I will probably, I probably will through July. That's what I said. I go, odds are like at least through the end of June. There's no going back to the office. Yeah. And again, I don't even know if that could easily go right to Labor Day. For uh, sure. And then next thing, uh, Labor Day is fine. Then you're living in borrowed time with golf anyway. But if it's anything like last year, we played in, we were playing into December. We did. I think, literally, I think between October through the second week of of December, I played more golf in that stretch of <laughs> of 10 weeks than I did in any other 10 weeks. You played a lot, man. Because we just got so frantic that the golf season was going to end. Was, like, that was fun. Let's just keep playing. Let's just get as many rounds as we can. Every opportunity we had, we played. And that I think I literally think that ten weeks of golf, which between was October, November, and the first two weeks of December, yeah. which frankly you just don't usually get. But the thing is, I don't think I'll ever go back to work full time. Not full time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he said it. I don't think I'll ever go back to the office full time. No, I don't. I don't. I doubt I will. I, I don't. Think not at this company, I won't. Yeah, I don't. Think but so then, really. then what company will? Right, I just. I mean, we're already talking like just having a hotel. Our, our new space that we're building out right now, which is going to be ready June 1st, is going to be hotel space. Like we're not, I'll be downtown maybe twice a week, tops. And at that point, other companies are, a lot of other companies are doing the same thing. Sure. Yeah. Space costs money. And if you can work efficiently or better from it's, some space you don't have to pay for, why wouldn't you do that? You absolutely would do that. Makes no sense. That's why, like, companies, like, big companies that want to bring their employees back, just but the money. There's a lot of old fashioned companies that just 
there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that goes into okay there, you can weigh a different a lot of different factors like camaraderie right sure. the social interaction being together mm-hmm. right that could ultimately boost revenue for the company long term and paying a small rent fee every month doesn't sure. really factor into that it's whatever it is but I'll tell you what it does factor into my time on the golf course yeah <laughs> I'm <laughs> or at least at least even just on a weekday like being home on a weekday would allow me to go to the range at four o'clock as opposed to if I got home from work off the train, mm-hmm. like that would not, it's not possible. Like I can now, cause now that I'm working from home, I could easily just step off the computer, drive two minutes, and go hit balls or do it during yeah. lunch. It's just another chore, right? It's like a chore from getting to just finishing your commute from getting off the train to getting home is yeah. another chore. It's a, it's a, it's a, a step. Day. It's a longer day. Like yeah. it adds, it, even though like we're close to downtown from a train, from a train standpoint, like mm-hmm. it still adds another close to hour and a half to two hours in my day from when right. I have to oh, get yeah. up, getting the kids out the door, you know, get into the train and then you live and die by the train time, which it is what it is. Everyone does it. Yeah. But like, you miss a lot of stuff that you'd want to do. For example, just being home, picking up the kids from school, right? right? Like just something like that, picking up Kellen from school, taking him over to the driving range. Like right. I would never, I could never do that if I was downtown every day. Yeah. I think if anything, we've learned a lot from this pandemic that we don't have to stick to the old norms of no. nine to five you office know, mentality. Everyone at my company has been as efficient if not more efficient from working from home. And they've been more attentive to stuff at different times during the day. Like right. traditionally, like you have these people that would be just like, Hey, you know what? I'm at the office. That's the only time I'm working. But now these people are more flexible. Sure. They're answering emails before they, before they eat breakfast or before they have their coffee or they're answering emails later at night because throughout the day they're going on walks. They're going to mm. run errands. They're doing different things. Yeah. They're breaking up their day. They're much more efficient as an employee because they're not just like at an office eight hours a day. Yeah, I just, I just, even if, even if a company is like, nope, after January 2022, everyone's coming back. Just think about the adjustment that would be to come back. Yeah. No, true. I, I just, I, you think that's going to bring all those things back, camaraderie? Sure. I, I get that. I think there is something to I that mean, with the camaraderie, social, like, like that you need, like, that yeah, interaction. The interaction. I just think trying to then get back to that is going to be a bigger that undertaking kind of... than what people think is going to be. Yeah, it's I, not just I, going I to be a flip of the switch and be like, "Oh, we're all back, everything's great." Yeah. I think people are going to struggle, right? Because they've come to know life differently. Sure, you've got you to appreciate things a little bit more. You do because your family life, who you had to take care of during this time, yeah. whether it's your kids, your parents, your grandparents aunts, uncles, you got used to that form of life. And now to go back into an office environment, it puts things yep. into perspective, right? Like 100%. I, I it's family's much more important now. So yep. I think people have I, come to realize that. Like, yeah. You want me to come to this office nine to five? Here's why nine to five doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah. No, I agree <laughs> with you, man. Like hundred percent, like, uh, family is family. Making sacrifices for your family has become so much more important than it had than than you ever realized. Sure. Because I shouldn't say sacrifices, but the importance of me being able to pick up my kids and take them to school 
is so much, I realize how awesome that is now because they're True. so excited when you pick them up and that loses its luster as the kids get older, obviously, but being able to do that on a consistent basis without having mm -hmm. to worry about catching the 539 train or catching the 602 train. Right. I don't, you don't have to live and die by the train schedule. You don't have to live and die by traffic, right? right. You don't have to leave your house at 630 in the morning to make it downtown. Like huge beneficial factor. Plus, as we alluded to, it allows you more practice time, Mark. How's it? It allows me more practice time. It allows for more golf time. One of the things I told my wife is I got a little flyer in the mail about landscaping. So I'm are you giving up landscaping? It, it, it's going to be really painful, but I think are I'm you, going to. Are you doing it? Yeah. No. I think I'm going to give up the, the weekly lawn maintenance. Are you? Nicole's, are you sure you're okay with that? You talk to, you, did you talk to Larry about this yet? Yeah, I've not talked to Larry about it. It's going to be tough. I, mean, I know it will be. I enjoy, I, I do truly enjoy it. He will not disown me because uh, he gave be up his own land. He'll be disappointed. He gave his own. He gave his up to this year. So, yes, but your dad's also significantly older than you, and he oh, did yeah. it for his whole life. And no, no, no. Let's be real. You did it for a long time. He, he made me do it for yes. the longest time when but, I was living. But with he that. taught you how to do it. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, and he judged you solely based on how high that grass was. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> I got this flyer. I'm looking at it. I'm like, I think I'm. I think I'm going to do it. Nicole's like really going to do it? Are you sure you're okay with that? I'm like, yeah, it's going to let me, you know, I go, look at this way. It's an hour, two hours more. I can spend time with the kids this year or each week. And yeah. then she goes, or golf. And I go, yeah, sure. There's definitely that advantage. I don't have to worry about finding time to, to cut the work, grass. Work on my strong grip. And be with the kids and cut the grass. I don't know. I think we'll do it. Um, you should do it. We'll see I how they do. I might be. Cut, I haven't cut my grass for. Years. I might be out there like watching them. Be like, <laughs> no, this is. Yeah, absolutely. How right. going through? Guys, doing it they right. They don't. They don't do a good job. They do a quick job, and it's done. It's not like they do a. Uh, it's not, it's not going to look like how you do it. You're going to have to get over that. They're probably going to cut it, the grass much shorter than you uh, cut it right now. Well, you cut worse. it at like four inches. You shouldn't cut your grass short. Especially in the summer. They're going to cut it shorter than you. They're just going to do it. Oh, I can talk. We can t I'll have a conversation <laughs> with negotiate them. negotiate the terms. Just a little higher. Don't go in the first notch. No one likes the first. I go, this yard is not set up for that. You don't have sand layer down. That's going to be a lot. It's going to be painful. I feel, like you, I feel like you're in the wrong career. Should I be in the landscaping business? <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us for this episode of the Breakfast Boss Podcast. If you like what you heard and like learning from our mistakes, please subscribe. Also, if you're on Instagram, please follow us at breakfastballs.podcast. Panda! Listen!